Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and turn on notifications so that you will receive alerts when there are new episodes. Go get it. Been grinding for so long, I wake up and chase my goals. I go out and I go get it. How to code, that's all I know. I don't succeed, then I don't breathe. Success, what does it mean? If I conquer all my goals, then I'm living out my dream. Dig deep, go out and get it. Success Chronicles, compete until it's finished. Success Chronicles, go take care of your business. Success Chronicles, it's deeper than just winning. Success Chronicles. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Chip Becker coming to you with another episode of the Success Chronicles. Today, we're here with Coach Braxton Harris, a great guy uh, with a great background, doing some great things. And I'm so thankful to have him on this episode of the Success Chronicles. So first, uh, thanks so much, Coach, for taking the time to interview. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. In, anytime we get a chance to tell our story and tell what God's doing in our life, that, that's an easy yes right there for us. Hey, um, since you've already went church on me, I'm going to go church on you too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, let's, let's dive into it. I know off air, we talked a little bit about your life story and your background, but if you don't mind sharing uh, your story with the audience and track your story till now. Yeah, you, you know, I was very fortunate, kind of like you and I were visiting earlier, is that um, you know, both of my parents were educators. My dad's a high school football coach. My mom was an elementary teacher. Um, she kind of had some different roles in the education system. And so, you know, our, our really lives really depended, went around a couple things. It, it was, you know, ch church and school um, were a big part of that. And then athletics was a part of that. And, um, you know, my dad's a high school football coach, kind of like I was telling you is, man, I did not know that anybody went and did anything on a Friday night in the fall besides a high school football game. I just, man, that was crazy to me. Like, what what else would you want to be doing besides that? You know, I was the, the snot-nosed kid underneath the bleachers, you know, probably dirty from head to toe playing, or I was the ball boy. I remember when I got to be the ball boy, Chuck, man, I was so excited about being the yeah. ball boy, man. Yeah. I think I only got ran over three times for not paying attention. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can't do that anymore. You got to be a certain age to be certain a ball boy. Age. That's crazy, yep. isn't it? It uh, is. But I, I, I mean, I remember as a ball boy on wet, wet games that we'd have that bag, that bag, that trash bag, and you put that detergent or something, yep. that nasty smelling stuff, and then you shake the balls to try to get them dry every time. Um, but man, I love doing that, and we we did that as a family. You know, and uh, then you do that, and then man, you'd be in church on Sunday morning, you know, and my parents were very involved in that. And one of the things I'm very thankful with my dad, you know, being in coaching is that I never felt like he missed anything because he was a coach. You yeah. know, uh, I'll hear people say all the time, man, it must have been tough. Your dad was a football coach. It must have been tough being away from him. And I remember the first time somebody said that, I was like, I don't remember it that way. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't remember missing anything. And so one of the things that I, I'm very fortunate, my parents showed me not, not only to, how to have a godly relationship with Christ and how that looks, but then also how to be a godly husband um, and a godly father that my dad was able to show me and show me that you can do both and that you can do those things and do them well. You yeah. know, and I think that's something in our society, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but that's something I always kind of struggle with. Can you be the best that you want to be at your profession? But, man, I, I want to be a good dad. I want to be yeah. a good husband in those spots, too. And that's what's most important. That's right. That's yeah. right. 
and, and so for me, you know, you talking about, you know, what you're doing here with the success um, podcast that you build and man, success was not worth it for me if I had to give up those things, you know, yeah. in, in those spots. And so, you know, I got a great example of that growing up. Um, and so, you know, kind of like I was telling you is that, man, I kind of, kind of joked around all the time. I was a drug baby. You know, I, I was drugged to church, drugged to Sunday night church, drugged to youth choir, drugged to RAs. And if the church doors were open, vacation, Bible school, everything, yeah. I mean, uh, we were there. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that more and more the older that I get, because when, when I'm having to make decisions as a leader of a football program or even the leader for my household, that's where my baseline goes back to. Yeah. What does Christ say in that spot? You know, and I think that's a huge positive that I'm very thankful with is that I have that baseline. Um, because if you don't have that baseline, Chip, you know, where, where's your baseline go to? Does it go what the world says? Does it go what so-and-so says? Does it, does it, you know, and I kind of think that's the whole purpose of what you're doing here is de defining success in those spots. Um, but for me, it all goes back to what Christ wants for us. Um, and so that, that's a big part of who I was. And I, I felt like I had the greatest childhood in the whole wide world. I loved being a coach's kid. Um, there's nothing else I'd rather have done. That's for sure. That's good stuff. But let's hit on your career, Coach. Um, uh, talk to us a little bit about your career and, and what you've done and, and where you are now. Uh, yeah, I started off, uh, I went to Mary Harden Baylor, University of Mary Harden Baylor, um, out of high school, um, and I played there for Coach Fredenberg. Um, That's what a, a great place to start. Yeah, absolutely was. <laughs> you know, it was a great experience um, for me. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, high school kids that go into college, we all kind of have this perception of what we think college football is supposed to look like and how our story is supposed to play out. Um, you know, and I, I thought being a quarterback and being – all district player at a high school and all those things, man, I'm going to go be the man, you know, and that wasn't exactly how God's plan was for my life, yeah. you know, in, in that next chapter of my life. And so, uh, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I struggled, you know, making the depth chart, you know, there at Mary Hunt and Baylor. Um, and so then when you go through those as a player, you know, there, you start doubting things. You start saying, well, is this where God wants me to be? You know, is this where I'm supposed to be? Um, and those are things that I went through at an early age in those spots. And God kept saying over and over and over to me, Chip, just keep staying with it. Just keep staying with it. Keep staying with it. You know what? We kind of kid ourselves all the time that if we just work hard enough that we can achieve anything. I don't, I don't necessarily buy into that. You, you can achieve the things that God wants to allow you to achieve in those spots. Mm. Um, his plan for me was not to be the starting quarterback, um, but it was to meet my wife there, yeah. you know? Um, it was uh, to start coaching there, um, and 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 I got done playing and, and with my eligibility, and I got an opportunity to coach receivers um, at 23 years old. I was in charge of position group out of a top four program in the nation in college football. Mm -hmm. uh, man, I did not know what the heck I was doing, man. Um, but I got that opportunity because God kept saying, "Be faithful, keep working, keep being where you're at." Uh, you know. Our world, and you see it at the high school level, even now it's trickled down to, especially in the Houston area where you're at, man, if I don't like this coach, well, I'm going to transfer to this school. Well, if I don't like what I'm hearing here, I'm going to transfer to this school. And we see, we've see we seen that in college, but now you're seeing it almost even more in, in high school in some of those mm -hmm. places. And, um, you know, that was something that God and, and, and my family had taught me when I was young. Man, you don't quit. No. Your last name is Harris. You don't quit. Yeah. Um you may not like it, but you're going to finish it. And then you can make a decision, but you're going to finish it, you know? 
And so I was able to do that. So I started coaching there at a very young age. And I spent three years there getting my master's and coaching the wide receivers and working with our recruiting department there. Um, and invaluable experience um, yeah. because I got to learn um, as a player and as a coach's kid, you always think you know football. That stuff X's and O's really don't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's about can you get a uh, – one of the things Coach Fredenberg always said, he said coaching – is not X's and O's. It's about can you get can you change somebody's behavior? That's what a coach does. He changes the behavior, you know. Um, and, and that was a great experience for me. And I learned how to be held accountable there. Um, I learned how to work. Um, one of the things I remember him telling me, um, you know, Braxton, people will follow you when they see how hard you work and when you serve them, you know. Um, and I learned that at an early age because you know when you first start getting into coaching, you think it's all about you you know, and then you got to figure out that you don't know very much. And then you can really start learning once you figure out you don't know very much. Um, and so I got that opportunity with Coach Fredenberg. And he let a young guy like myself um, be able to have some of those opportunities and it's an invaluable experience. Um, from there, I went to Waco High School. Um, I was a secondary coach there for one season. Um, uh, Danny Ramsey, um, who's now the offense coordinator over at Brenham um, High School, he, he was the head football coach there at Waco High School. And he hired me um, to coach the secondary and he hired a young guy that um, had a bunch of receiver experience didn't have much secondary experience but he said man if you can coach you can coach and so he let me go coach a group of guys and uh, man we were talented we had some I mean five or six D1 guys I mean Andrew Billings he went on to play at Baylor yeah. uh, Will Hines went on to play at Arkansas in that group uh, we had some a couple kids that went to FCS level schools I mean we're, there were some guys in that room um, and man I'll never forget probably the takeaway from there is and those guys at Waco High, they loved playing football. I mean, they just loved it. Um, and I'll never forget how much just passion that they had for the game and how much they loved it so much. Um, and then from there, I was fortunate enough to be hired at Texas Lutheran University. Uh, Danny Padrone um, hired me there. His son and I had played uh, college football together at Mirror and Baylor. And so that was kind of our connection. And he got the head coaching job down at TOU and offered me an opportunity to go down there. And coach the defensive ends. So, again, something I had never done in my yeah, life. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'd gone from uh, quarterbacks to receivers to secondary to defensive ends. Uh, man, you talk about a fish out of water. Uh, man, I had to learn fast. Um, but, but got a great opportunity to coach the defensive ends there. Um, and then uh, able, after my first year there, to, to, to the defense coordinator left and got an opportunity to be a, a coordinator with a – a co-coordinator with another guy there on staff and a coach of the linebackers and recruiting coordinator. And then eventually I was assistant head coach. Um, and so got a ton of opportunities there that, you know, Chip, I look back on and go, man, what the heck was coach Verdrone thinking about letting me do that? You know, yeah. uh, to live you. Yeah, there you go, man. That's right. Come on now. I like it. <laughs> uh, and, and so we were able to, to be a part of that. And that was a great experience there. And, we're very fortunate. We're, you know, we took over a program that had lost, you know, two years in a row. They, they were over the year before Coach Drone got there. Um, and then we went on a three-year run where we had eight wins, nine wins, and nine wins. And fortunate enough to get into the NCAA playoffs, um, which is probably one of the hardest things in all of college football to do is get into the Division Three na national playoffs. Um, fortunate enough to do that there. Um, and then three years ago, um, I had the honor to be named the head football coach here at Howard Payne University. And so at that time, I was 31 years old. 
Um, and so yeah, I think uh, I, I was told I was one of the, the youngest college head football coaches in the nation. Um, and man, I tell you, I feel like it, that's for sure, because I don't think I had a clue what I was getting into. And uh, we've learned along the way, that's for sure. That's awesome, Coach. So it's been fun, though, that's for sure. And that's what it's about. It's about living and learning and, you know, just doing the best you can at the moment. I think when you maximize the opportunities, um, you know, kind of like what you explained, you know, it allows you to be proud of what you accomplished. But then, you know, it allows you to also understand that, hey, I got some work to do, right. you know. So it, it keeps you it keeps you humble, but also staying hungry, right? But like four O's, hungry. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was that guy. You know, I learned my mistakes on Sunday after watching the film on Saturday. You yeah. know, and um, I remember telling the kid that played for me my first year there at T.O. He played linebacker. He came back three years later. I looked at him and I go, man, I am so sorry. I was such a bad coach for you. You know, I should have been so much better because you, you had to be humble to see those things. You yeah. know, and, and as a coach, you know, one of the things I've always been taught is either you're coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. To happen. Yeah. Uh, and so when you turn on that film on Sunday and that kid's not making that play and you know that kid is doing everything in his power to make the play, then it's my job as a coach, I got to get him in a position to make that play. Um, yeah, and some true. of those things you learn the hard way, man, that was not as good as I thought it was, you know, yeah. in some of those spots. Well, well, let's hit on success. I know you kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, what's your definition of success? Man, that's a great question. Uh, I mean, that's a phenomenal question. But, and I think um, for, for me, it kind of goes back to what is uh, what I always talk is what is your standard? What is your kind of litmus test? What, what is your measuring stick? Where does it all start from you? Because I think that you have to all have a starting place. If not, you're never going to know where, you want, where you're going to end up in this deal. And so for me, I go back in my life, it's always been going back to the Bible um, and, and gone and looked what Christ said success was. Um, probably one of my favorite stories in the Bible is the, uh, the, the parable in Matthew chapter 25, uh, when the, the master is leaving and he has his three servants and he gives his three servants X amount of money while he's gone and says, hey, go to work while I'm gone. Um, you know, and then the first one comes back and he doesn't do anything with his money. Uh, you know, he just sits on it. He takes the safe route. He doesn't, he doesn't work at it. Um, he just holds on to what he's got. And, um, you know, to me, that's kind of that same guy in coaching that won't take chances, that won't take risks, that won't um, say, I can do that. Now, I may be really uncomfortable doing that, but, but I can do that, you know. Um, and then the second guy in the deal, you know, he, he takes that talent and he doubles his money because he works his tail off for it, you know. Um, and then when the master comes back, you know, he talks about there in Matthew 25, verse 23, it says, well done, good and faithful servant, you know. Um, you know, for me, Chip, you know, if the things that I'm doing and the things that I'm working for, if Christ can look down and say, hey, Braxton, well done, good and faithful servant, then that's, that's success, you know. And if I can look at my life and say, what am I doing today? And what I did today, would Christ look at that and say, Braxton, well done, good and faithful servant. And if he, if that answer, if I can look myself in that and say, I think God would say, well done, Braxton, then that's success. I mean, that's absolute success. Um, and, and that's, that's the whole purpose of, of my life in that spot is, is it should be pointed towards that. Um, because I think that ultimately the goal is when, when we're all dead and gone, that we get to heaven and God says, well done, you know? Um, and, and so I, I don't necessarily, uh, uh, 
think that you have to win a certain amount of football games. Don't get me wrong. I like winning football games. So we ain't, we ain't just singing kumbaya over here holding <laughs> hands, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, if, if my success is solely measured, if that is all it's measured off is what is on that scoreboard, man, that's kind of silly. I mean, it's kind of silly at the end of this deal. Uh, if you took a poll of 100 people, I bet you 95 of them couldn't tell you four years ago who won the Super Bowl. I right? agree with you. That's the biggest game in the world, right? Yep. Biggest football game in the world. And after four, three years ago, they can't tell you who won. If my whole being is about winning a football game, then, man, that's that's just not what it's all about, in my opinion. That's it. Well, before we get off, if you don't mind sharing with the audience where they can go follow you and check you out and show you some support, Coach. Yeah, you know, we're, we're very fortunate. We try to use as much as we can on social media. Um, and so I'll have to look this up, man. I got my phone here, so I don't no even know what it is. So I apologize. But you can follow me on Twitter um, at Coach underscore B Harris. Um, and if you can type in right there, you can type in HPU football. And we have some stuff there. Um, that you can follow. We'd love to be able to, um, if you got kids out there that uh, want to be a part of good college football program, I think that Howard Payne University is a program that's on the rise that, that truly wants to give kids a, uh, a Christian higher education and that value that. Um, and I think you, it kind of goes back to kind of Chip, what you and I've been talking about is, man, why can't you be both? You know, why can't you be the best at both? You know? That's it, Coach. Well, again, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time to interview with the success chronicles and i wish you continued success all right hey you guys have a good one and be safe down in houston yes sir thank you guys for checking out this episode we'll see you next time god bless go get it